Welcome to Into the Obscure Podcast. Sit back, relax, and let us take you on a journey through the paranormal. Your host tonight are mostly accurate, and your guest always entertaining. Join us, won't you? Into the obscure tonight, as always, your delightful hosts are Tressa, hello, and Kara, and myself, hello. Jenny. Hello, <laughs> yeah. No, I just thought she was gonna wave for a little bit, like eh, we'll, we'll get there eventually, you know, it's fine. So, we are all really, really excited about tonight's guest. I have to tell you guys, there is one thing that I can count on every single birthday, Christmas, anytime that there's a gift giving occasion. Is uh-huh. that I will receive some sort of Bigfoot present. I don't know if you guys yes. knew that I was predictable and that I really <laughs> like Bigfoot. But oh, it's is true. That true. It's very true. So I'm double, super, triple excited for tonight's guest, which is Mike Patterson of Sasquatch, Ontario. And he's just a delight to talk to. Anyway, we've had a lot of recent Bigfoot activity. I don't know if activity is the right word for it, but a lot of a lot sure. of things. There's been a couple of new videos coming out. Mm-hmm. The first was the the father and son filming from a train in Colorado, I believe. Correct. And you guys mm-hmm. saw that, and that's exciting. And then there was one sort of a night thermal imagery video that was released by a guy who oh, took it right. in Florida. Which that oh. one was really neat because the article that I saw in it or watched on it was all sorts of biologists and behaviorists who were talking about, you know, the various ways it would move, and it sparked some conversation with us because it was deemed a swamp ape rather than your average get average out of here big, Bigfoot. <laughs> you know, which which I like. I like that there are different Bigfoot species towards different areas. I'm a big sure. fan of that. I enjoy that. Others might not. I do. It, Kira might disagree with me a little bit. That's fine. Listen, I love it. I love it. I, give me all the different species. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Give give this is what I'm saying, and it makes sense regionally uh-huh. what they would be doing. Yeah, I, Evolutionarily. I think, I think they say it with such authority, like, oh, yes, this is the skunk ape. Yes, like any of us have any proof of any of them existing. Okay, ma'am. Surely. Like, oh, this let's is, talk about doppelgangers and ghosts, okay? This Come is on. the skunk yeah. ape. As opposed to the complete (laughs) not authority that any ghost hunter ever speaks speaks to a different kind of haunting. Yes. Just saying. Yes. We're all just going by the seat of our pants. It's fine. It really are. So, so yes, the the cryptid people make fun of the ghost people. (laughs) And the ghost people make fun of the cryptid people. It's all in good fun. The age-old debates. (laughs) It's all in good fun as I sip out of my Mothman mug. Uh, more importantly, really cool documentaries. So there's two of them. There's Flash of Beauty, 
which is Bigfoot Revealed, and then they have a separate one that's Flash of Beauty, Paranormal Bigfoot, and they sort of separate these two ideas, these two camps, I guess. Most people kind of fall into one of them, mm-hmm. or they bounce back and forth in between. The one camp is that this is a undiscovered primate, and it's very much an animal species that is just very, very good at hiding and not very detectable, right? A very endangered animal that, for one reason or another, is kind of kept under wraps. Now, the other one is kind of what we're going to be really going with tonight because, personally, I really feel like Mike's story has a lot more to do with the paranormal Bigfoot, which is something that deals with quantum physics, vibrations, frequencies, Mm -hmm. and the ability to mind speak, which I'm sure Mike can get into, and the ability to sort of move objects in and out of dimensions, which is just such Mm -hmm. a cool thought. And Heck yeah. Yeah, and it really kind of, and here's the thing, it got me interested, this documentary, the second one, actually has sparked my interest in quantum physics, which is a little bit, I don't However you get there, direction. you know, <laughs> however you get there, it's all that matters. Yeah, my, my brain, Just no math, get there. no math on my brain. No, no, uh, no, 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 you but can the do theories, math, probably. Yeah, the theories are very, very interesting to me. All because of Bigfoot. If they had thought in high school to be like, you know what, Jenny? (laughs) (laughs) You would just concentrate (laughs) in physics or in calculus. Uh Uh You could maybe Uh discover a little Uh bit more about Bigfoot. I would have signed up right right away. Like when the cute smart girl is trying to teach the football player, she's like, you know, when you get this many touchdowns, (laughs) it's the same thing, but with Bigfoot. Let me tell you, though, the physics I recently revisited, I thought I was good at the physics until I looked at some (laughs) high school AP physics the first week and I laughed and I said, I know nothing. And I thought I did. It will be a fun journey for you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I just, they've known that like there's a fourth type of matter, which is plasma, right? Yeah. They've known this for a while. News to me. (laughs) Oh, totally. I was just going with the three. I mean, like that's kind of our son. You You can tell me anything. Whatever. Jenny, you can tell me anything and I will believe you. I'll tell you a lot of things. Jenny, you can tell me anything. (laughs) I will believe you. Hey, should we bring Mike on? I really feel like we should. All right, everybody. Applaud. It's Mike. Woo. Yay! Hi. I'm impressed you got my last name ah. spelled right. So <laughs> Sorry. Everybody gets well, that wrong. Tried. I've had to tell it my whole life. It's one, two. Well, you're, up against, you're up against the famous film and Matt Patterson. So right. just. Oh. Yeah, two yeah. exactly. So you're up yeah. against that. So I understand. It's been an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. We will support the one T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so I heard what you were talking about. I, I'm in the, the camp of truth, the, you know, the, the one with, that uh, comes with experience mm-hmm. and, and answers a lot of questions. Yeah, everything that I you say know, is purely I, theoretical. It's stuff that I like, stuff that I've interested in, because I don't have any real experience. I don't have any firsthand accounts. Most people don't. Most, a most lot people of people don't. don't. Almost everybody doesn't, really. You know, there's a very, very small handful that, have actual ongoing contact that that's known anyway. So I'm sure there could be a, a bunch that don't talk mm-hmm. about it, you know, that aren't public because it is something that, um, you know, it's difficult to talk about for a lot of people. Right. They don't even want to tell a neighbor, basically. It's crazy. It's really crazy stuff. And I've learned a lot in the past 
15 years, but 10 years of ongoing encounters with the same family. And, and it's been um, probably well over a thousand encounters at this point. It's been activity on 100% of the visits. 100%. That's um, wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Much of the activity is indoors, if not most of it at this point. No one has been for quite some time. I don't even gift outside anymore. I gift indoors. Now, that wasn't yeah. always the no, way, I'm... though, was it? Did you start off with more of the... Because that's what a lot of the accounts that I've looked at recently are, because I do remember parts of your stories, but, but the gifting back and forth and the significant and unusual type of gifts, did that start for you out? How did that start? Yeah, it started, you know, everything started outside, right? We had no idea what we were dealing with. So uh, even uh, written communication has been developed. That started outside up in the woods with a whiteboard and I'd made some crude drawing of one of them and one of us, and I went and collected it. And, and there was a long squiggly line drawn from them to, to my stick man, my human <laughs> stick man, showing connection, right? They drew that line, and you know, I was pretty blown away by that. And, um, and then I moved to just out front of the cottage on, on the, the railing outside the door with a little notepad and a crayon. and and I'd drawn some marks on that. When I retrieved it, you know, they'd done the same. And eventually it moved indoors. Now, um, you know, I had no idea what they were capable of. When you of. say you started 15 years ago, so how did that start? Did you go out that day saying, I am going to go find Bigfoot and you found Bigfoot? Or how, how did that first day look? I, I was... Spending a, uh, my time off, I bought some good camera gear, taught myself photography, and would go into the woods on my, my days off, you know, by myself looking for, for photo opportunities, you know, wildlife, nature, and, you know, I love nature, right? So I spent a lot of time in the woods, and I, I'm quite confident I was being watched. And then one day, uh, I think they liked how I interacted with nature, so one day I, I had this epiphany it just come out of nowhere you know to start looking for them and then the very first three times i went out looking for them the first time i heard a uh, i was camping up in bon echo region in ontario provincial park and and we heard i was with a good friend of mine and we heard one i think it was about eight o'clock in the morning um heard this distant screaming going on this animalistic screaming and uh you know, it was continuous. We we're just kind of in awe listening to that. So that would be my first vocal experience. And then, and then it was 2008, October 25th, about 4:30 in the afternoon. I met up with an acquaintance at the time who had shown me an area that I was extremely ex skeptical about. I thought, no way in hell. I'm like, really? Here? Four and a half hours later, I get close vocalization that just changed my life. Put me here. So the next week I went back there by myself, I experienced a, a similar similar incident without the vocals. There was a, a chest thumping involved, very unique tone that I'd never heard in the woods before. And I heard it immediately before the vocal um, the previous week. So when I went back, I heard the exact same thing, it was like a triple chest thump. And it was right beside me. And, and, that, and then that was my very first occurrence of high strangeness because I ended up, I'm on the road driving home, not knowing how oh, I got there. Oh, wow. So they, huh. they made me leave. So you had a little bit of lost time in there. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah. And and then I had another incident in that same location. Um, it was in the winter time where I was with that acquaintance. I remember it was during the week. There was a lot of moonlight, um, snow on the ground. We're on a main trail and there was these tracks crossing the trail I, and I was checking them out to see if it was a deer that had been hopping through the snow so these tracks and, and suddenly I hear clear bipedal footsteps through the snow right there and I remember we were, I was freaking out because there's nothing there I, I didn't need a flashlight I could see you know could see no problem and um, I remember I had a old eight millimeter video camera at the time and I had actually taped over that. I had it on recording and I taped over it. I was in, in such denial. Oh no. That, oh no. You know, I, I don't, I don't know why I did that, but, um, you know, sometimes I'm you need sure like external like validation. Otherwise you're like, that's nothing. It's fine. That's, I yeah. I would imagine, especially at the beginning of, yeah. of the journey, you know, yeah. Yeah, it was very blatant too. Yeah. yeah. Now there was, I've seen a clip of of a woman who who sees something in the woods and the camera it looks it's the wildest clip of a video because what's on the camera looks to be almost like have you ever seen the predator movies <laughs> it looks almost yeah. like that blur like there's nothing there but it's that strange blur when the predator is masked I've up seen that, and everything yeah. And, and I had no idea. I knew your story and I knew a couple others, but this seems to be a very prevalent thing that they just sort of wink in and out of it in existence of, of who they want to be seen by. That actually happened to a good friend of mine inside his home in the basement. As I was upstairs, they walked across the room in front of him. He was really skeptical when I moved in and by the time I left, they, they had walked across the room in front of them. They gave them mind speak, um, footprints, shook a tree in front of them, uh, did all kinds of stuff, uh, physical contact on his face. Um, so by the time I left there, he was, uh, <laughs> he was changed. <laughs> yeah. but, I can yeah, imagine. They, I'm convinced it's, you know, it's an inherent quality that they can shift their vibration. And the, the infants already know mm -hmm. how to do it. You know, this is something that they know from basically almost birth i would think like i know that for a fact there's been things that have happened it's like instinct for the children like they they don't need to learn it they just know it right it's inherent so when they phase in and out like that they're just like walking in front of you and then phase out we've all heard about the bigfoot stench is there a bigfoot stench when oh. they just show up actually i, I had the answer to this they create mm -hmm. the smells and they turn them off and on like a light oh. switch. They create different smells. They can recreate smells. I've been sitting at the table. So there's a young guy in the family who's very prominent in the interactions at this point in time. It's like Neff has kind of backed off a bit, although he's mm -hmm. still there. And now there's a, a younger male. And I know he's young because I've heard his voice. And it's not growly yet, but he's a, he's a bit of a... <laughs> ish disturber <laughs> oh. to say the least i've been sitting at the table and i've had like it was it was like a tornado whirlwind smell of crap <laughs> put up my nostrils uh the the property owner sitting right there at the end of the table you know he's basically within arm's reach me he can't smell a thing and then he switched he did it 
and then um, there's been the smells of perfume, some really nice wood smell, even the smell of black hash. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he recreated that, which was amazing. You know, it's, so th this is how I know they can recreate these smells, right? And they're turned and also sulfur. You know, so if somebody was there with us and they smelled that, they would think, my God, we're dealing with demons, right? right? So there's all these different smells that have occurred. This started uh, maybe up within the last year that he started doing this. Okay. And it's always this young guy, right? And, and I've had things confirmed about the young guy. His name's Nin Oh. And I, you know, I've cast his foot, his footprint. Uh, so when, when Neff was 17 years old, I got his agent when he was 25. So I backtracked. So when he was 17, when this started, um, his foot was about 12 inches by five inches on the width. Ninyanin's, his age is younger because, you know, his voice puts him younger. I can, it, it's just easy to tell. His foot is already bigger than Ness was at 17, significantly bigger. So I think, I think he's maybe 14, 15 years old, somewhere in there. And He's probably, you know, over seven feet at this point, you know, looking at his foot size, right? But he has been uh, responsible for, they can manipulate our electronics to all of them, mm -hmm. right? Phones, uh, video cameras, cameras, audio, everything, doesn't matter. I've had things happen on the computer even when I've been doing uh, interviews. There's been a, a couple of incidents. I think it's very easy for them and they're a lot smarter than people are aware of. I mean, if they can phase sure in an hour, how I can mean, they not be smarter? <laughs> sure. Well, the thing that they've said a couple of times is, you know, that it's just sort of innate, right? So it's not like something that was figured out. But this was fascinating to me. I started hearing and reading about stories where the gifts that were given were things that were talked about, like, you know, inside in other conversations in private conversations, you know, a man talking to his wife, specifically in this documentary about her having heart surgery. And then the gift that they would find was like a glass heart, you know, or someone mentioning, oh, I, you know, I need a new cell phone. And then like a older cell phone that was kind of muddied would just be found someplace. So that just pointed to such thoughtful gifts and also that they could know these things and, and must be close in order to know these things, right? They would have been more thoughtful if it was new. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, you know, how do you know? It was what he was working, it was working he tried. what he had. He tried. Right? Yeah. It's the thought, Kara. Jesus. <laughs> Come on, Kara. They, they know what we focus on and they use that to show their presence. In many ways, it's very personal to, to each person, right? For instance, one, I have a spot where I like to pitch my tent and it's a short jaunt from my car. So I, you know, go back and forth. I can camp in comfort, you know, so I'm gathering my gear and going to my tent spot and I walk back and forth. And one time I, I notice all the mushrooms growing in the forest as I'm you know, bringing my stuff back and forth. So I go back to my car and then, you know, so whatever, seconds later, a minute later, basically, I'm walking the, the very short trail to my tent spot and suddenly now there's a freshly picked mushroom upside down sitting right in the middle of the exact trail that I just walked back and forth a couple times it, it wasn't there 100 yeah. percent. so it, like I know they're right there with me listening they, they know I was 
looking at those mushrooms and taking notice of them. So they do stuff like that. Yeah, they they can be right beside us, and people wouldn't know it unless they allowed you to know. So it's uh, I, I've I've witnessed this so much. It's um, like I said, much of the activity, if not the majority of it, at this point is indoors. I'm just delighted, and I'm over here, and I'm almost grinning ear to ear on this because I remembered your story and I had heard your story, but I hadn't heard a lot about that just simply because maybe I wasn't looking in the right places, right? But then as I started looking and listening and seeing some more of those things, the types of encounters that you are recounting are very similar to other stories. And that just, it just delights me. I don't know. I'm like, hey, you know, like I know a guy <laughs> who's, whose story is similar to that. That's amazing. And, and I do want to say for our listeners that who might not be familiar with you, that Neff is the name of... I believe your first sort of conversation, that first sort of bonding that you had with this family. Yeah, uh, Nefetia is his name, and he, you know, he's been very prominent in this situation. It's he's, I think he's um, probably about 28 years old now, and his foot, I've documented six inches of growth oh. with four different foot sizes over 10 years. His foot's now at 18 inches as of April this year. 18 by 6 inches so he's uh he's probably between 9 10 feet tall at this point yeah he's been a big part of this huge part yeah now is he someone is that the right terminology is is he the most uh prevalent of all the vocalizations that you've captured yeah okay definitely but there's been multiple family members for sure both male and female that have been recorded young older We've gotten, uh, I think it's 10 names so far from the family. And I know that you have a couple of clips for us of those vocalizations that we can either hear now somehow, or should we take our break? And I have some chat questions to ask too. So let's do all kinds of things after the break. And we're back. Before the vocalizations, can I just ask, Joe Fox, one of our listeners is just asking, so what you're saying is they are interdimensional beings, correct? 100%. And they've been here before humans. Mm -hmm. As for them, this is what they say. They've mastered earth energies. What do you think we should maybe hear one of those vocalizations and then we can kind of get into the the rest of it? I'm going to play one and you, you can explain what's going on with it. crazy i i just love how low his voice is there um then he says mike you and uh, i don't know what he's talking about but <laughs> you know that's crazy now was that Neff? you know i'm not sure i think it is but uh, i i'm not sure on that one okay i know there's uh, an older brother 
I remember one time um, I, I was uh, calling out to Neff because I knew there was, you know, there was a presence there and one of them said no. Oh. So I think it was uh, an older brother. And I, and I said, I miss you, my friend. And then I get this awesome growly vocal, right? And uh, which, you know, it's not in these clips here, but uh, yeah, sometimes it's been a little difficult to tell if it's Neff or not. That one, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, you know, I asked that and then thought, I, I don't know how much different voices would be able to be all of the time. I've um, put out a video that show comparison oh. from uh, some campers in the U.S. Okay. And a young male Sasquatch vocalizing close by, you know, freaked the hell out of them. I saw it as an amazing opportunity to interact because there, there's no aggression being shown, even though most people would be scared. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and uh, the voice is, is so similar to Neff's, you know, it, it could be mistaken as him, right? Yeah, I've heard vocals from others that, you know, they basically they sound very similar. Okay. You know, in, in going with that interdimensional, and you, you mentioned that they had been here for a lot longer, one of the very strong themes is that they present themselves to people who they sort of deem worthy, people who have respect or love for the outdoors, and that they've always been seen, even by First Peoples, as protectors of the woods and protectors of nature. And there's been so many experiences in which they've shown great concern for, you know, what we're doing in the world and, and things like that. Have you had that sort of exposure to them? Is that your experience? Yeah, I'd say that. Um, I'd agree with that. They, I've asked them before, you know, are they protectors of, of the forest? And, and I believe they wrote yes, like a Y slash N. They used to write, um, they still do sometimes, write out yes or no, but they, they know they don't have to with me. They just put a Y or an N. Um, I've basically developed my questioning over time. It, it was a bit confusing at first because I, uh, I got excited. So I'm asking all these questions. And <laughs> Who wouldn't? I know. I get, yeah, I get a, like a sketch pad with all these answers all written to a bunch of questions. It's like, oh, sh you know, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> What's that for? You know, so I... Like, okay, I got to step back here. So at this point, I basically ask questions where they can say yes or no, but it, it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes they'll elaborate a little more, right? But they're, they're of very few words. When they write back more than just yes or no, are they trying to write words? Do you understand what they're writing? Or is it just like gobbledygook? And you're just like, I don't know what this means. Or are you just like, I don't know what this reference is because I ask too many questions. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm quite specific with my questioning at this point. They know what's going on. They understand um, all language through vibration. Um, they've given me that experience, actually, um, where I have, I, I want to say heard words, but I didn't hear them. Um, but there was a clarity that left no doubt. It was this was way back. They gave me the words soon your people will know with a with a vision of dozens of them walking across an open meadow on the same direction. And and I knew that they are exposing their people to humans and you know soon our people will know about them, right? And and I've watched this unfold ever since. 
you know, basically since I got involved in this uh, with Neff's family. So I've watched them, their people uh, slowly expose their existence to the human race. This is what's going on. It's definitely not a discovery by science. You know, science in this is uh, basically maintaining a narrative, right, to put it mildly. You know, we have people on television that are pushing the gigantopithecus theory still, which yeah. is just ridiculous. And their feet are human. You, know, you look at their feet. You don't have to be an anthropologist to look at their feet and know that they're a human type. You know, they're not They're not an ape. They're, they don't have a divergent toe, right? They are humans, mm -hmm. just yeah. not homo sapiens. I digress. I, got, I, got, no. I, I do that. I, I get we asked a question. Please do that. No, I was just going to ask because as we're talking about them, you know, manifesting more and, you know, we have a audience question from Joe Fox. Can we as humans manifest an encounter with these beings or is it just totally what they want to show to us? Is there anything we can do? Yeah, I believe there is. You put your intention out, you know, spend time in the woods, think about them and think about connecting with them. I believe they can uh, hear our thoughts. I'm quite convinced of that. Put out that intention, maybe bring a gift, focus focus on them. If you're looking for it, though, if you're in the woods and you're expecting something or looking for it, they love the element of surprise, so oh. it tends to not happen until you forget about it, and then it'll come out of nowhere. You know, <laughs> you could be walking story. a trail and suddenly, you know, there's no wind, and then suddenly a tree goes over or a big crack you know close by and um, they do things like that a lot you know they, they do things very subtle but also blatant you know they, they show their presence in many ways but yeah put, putting your intention out and respecting nature that sort of thing and, and persisting you know in in searching for truth you know if you if you continue to search for truth sooner or later it's going it's to show up so what you're saying is the reason that I have not had an experience is because every single time I'm in the woods, I want to have an experience <laughs> so badly that perhaps I am overriding everything else. <laughs> yeah, I would just be in the moment and enjoy your time in nature. You know, you could still which be I looking do. for Which, Jenny, which yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not purely, let's, let's make no mistake, I'm not just out there for the only reason of... of <laughs> Finding is something. what she tells them. Um, <laughs> Only reason she's I thinking can. real hard about it. Are there? So <laughs> I just want to do nature. <laughs> are there geographic limits? I mean, you are out where there's plenty of trees and open, not even open space, forested space. We're in maybe a more urban area. Is it ah. just as likely, you know, a little but. further south of you, to run into somebody or? When I started this, I was living in the west end of Toronto, and it was the top end of the city where I had my first close vocal encounter. I, you know, I would never have expected it. And then um, when I would uh, go visit Neff, which is up in the Kawartha Lakes region, and it was about two and a half hours north of where I lived. And, you know, I'm in the city. I'm in the thick of the city. When I would come home from visits, the activity would follow me. I would get uh, get activity happening in my apartment, so they go wherever the they go wherever they want to go. I've had activity happen here. I've had vocals happen here in inside. Please tell us about the marbles. 
I, I joke with them every visit now that if I don't have one by a certain time, it's like, you guys, okay, you guys finally ran out, right? Finally <laughs> ran out. And um, actually, I did not get one last visit. Which was, <gasps> what? Uh, really? First lost in a, in a long time, but Dwayne did. It was really interesting, too, because they, they showed us something which was really significant. And he was given a, a, a telepathic words, right? And he just voiced them, you know wooden telephone and there's a wooden telephone on the wall in the cottage oh. we got up and we went over there and there was a marble sitting on top of it <laughs> basically they are i think they can see ahead in our timeline so they know what's oh. coming to a certain degree and it, it's not pretty right there's oh. there's a lot of Yikes. crap going on in the world right now yeah but they are a people that can help that can help us in, in ways that maybe help, help us find food, you know, that sort of thing. Or, um, they know what's going on. They know where everything is basically. Right. So um, as far as the marbles though, um, I've had, I had an incident. There was two visits in a row, but the first one was incredible because I've seen so many marbles come out of thin air. I've had them drop right into my hand, sitting in a chair one time and outside and, and, just sitting there with my hands cupped in my lap and I put an image of a marble dropping into my hands. When I put that image in my mind, it happened so lightning fast. Mm -hmm. It was like they saw my thought before it even reached my conscious mind. They knew it was going to, you know, it was like they saw it in my subconscious before it reached my conscious mind and that marble dropped into my hand. It was instant. And then they allowed me to see the, the moment that a marble comes into this space. So I'm sitting at the kitchen table. It's at arm's length. They knew where my gaze was. They turned my head for a second. And it was basically right in front of my eyes. And I saw this marble start to appear just a little bit. And it got bigger and bigger as it was basically pushed through a wormhole. And it popped through and dropped to the floor. I had audio running outside. The window was open, so it captured my reaction. You can hear the marble <laughs> hitting the floor, and, and I'm freaking out. <laughs> Dwayne and I have been witness to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of marbles, uh, of ports um, out of thin air. I've, I've, I remember uh, last winter, I'm checking my car for prints, and you know, there's about whatever two, three feet between me and the car. Suddenly, it was, I think it was 10 clear blue marbles all at once just bounced off me in between <laughs> that space and dropped to the ground. And now, for so, the marbles, who started the marbles? Because you're saying, you know, when you thought of it, did, did they start giving you marbles first? Or did you think or say out loud, hey, if you're here, give me marbles? Or how did the marbles start? It was them. They started. They've been gifted some by us, but at this point, it's got to be well over 2000 that we've been given, you know, over 10 years. I don't know where they get them. You know, I always assume maybe they picked up a bucket of them from somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but, um, like I have, I, I have some, oops. <laughs> I have some, like, I get a lot of big ones too, right? Like, Oh my God. Oh, oh wow. These are, these are huge, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And I've had them bounced right off my head too. Right? 
when I've asked for a big marble, not too many visits ago, yeah, I got to watch what I ask. I regretted <laughs> that a little bit, huh? Now, is there any <laughs> is there any sort of significance to that? Can you figure out at all? Is there a reason for that specific gift? I don't know at this point. Some people have mentioned maybe it has to do with the earth and that. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> not at all. It's uh, they have their own understanding of the earth. I'm not going to get into that, but uh, I'll just say everything we've been taught so far seems to be a lie. So, mm -hmm. as far as the marbles, I, I think it's just something that's easy, you know, for them. Mm -hmm. um, it's small, it's abundant. Uh, I don't know. I could be wrong though, and it's not been just marbles. There's been yeah. a lot of a lot of other things as well, right? I just really like the idea that they decided, <laughs> you know what, here's a marble, and then just saw how excited you got, and, and we're just like, well, now let's just mess with them. We'll give them other stuff too, but let's he just loves really, marbles. let's this really lean into marbles. this marble thing, and then it's just like an ongoing joke, like, oh, what do you, what do you feel like giving Mike today? Marbles. <laughs> and you could be right. You could very well be right because. Yeah, the, the the excitement the marbles always bring. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it makes sense. Should we play another clip? Ooh. Yeah. Let's try this one. me he's saying mike like a lot yeah that was, that was the, the very first time he vocalized my name and i was up in my tent there's a goes up a hill basically from from where my vehicle is so the i had uh, microphones running through my sunroof where my vehicle was parked so he was near my vehicle and then there's i don't know maybe it goes up a hundred feet or so and then levels off and my tent's tucked back there in, in the woods a bit. And I remember I could hear him, you know, it wasn't really loud from my vantage point, but uh, I'm glad he was close to the microphones. And, and I remember uh, I was, I think I, I was driving Dwayne at that time. And on the way home, we would listen to the audio from the previous night. We would uh, plug it into the, the car. And I, I remember I told him, I said, I think he said my name. He's like, what? I said, yeah, I think he, called out mike and then we played that and yeah that was the very first time so and then after that he just he was saying it all the time so. <laughs> now listen i don't want to start any fights here or anything but to me that was a lot clearer than some of the ghost recordings i've heard i'm just saying oh, oh. <laughs> a little bit now do you hear this in real time or is it just on the recording a bit of both Okay. Like I, I have direct verbal interactions going on. I remember I had about, I think it was nine consecutive visits where we were back and forth. And um, that was back in 2015. And, and it was a time when there was a lot of uh, disruption going on with a certain BFRO member from Toronto who was uh, infiltrating and trespassing and stalking. And, you know, there was a, actually a couple groups of people it still goes on today, you know, so I get called hoaxer, but they're still stalking. And, you know, this is 10 years later, right? There was nine 
from what I remember, nine visits, and then the plug got pulled for a while, which was devastating to me at the time, right? And actually, uh, one that last audio that we're going to play tonight was um, from the very last visit before the plug got pulled, and they had said some very nice words to me, uh, knowing that that was going to happen. Right? Oh, oh, I like that. You know, I, at this point, though, like Dwayne and I, we figure things out, work things out years ago, right? So we've been at it for years. And, you know, there was a bit of a break in between with, you know, the disruption. And I think it was about 15 months where, um, you know, I wasn't making any visits to the cottage. I was still going into the area. And then it was a roller coaster ride of emotions for me at the time. And then when I finally, I guess, calmed down enough, the, the big guy of the family showed up in my dream. Oh, wow. And it was a contact oh. dream. He stepped out in front of me on a road, and and I remember I shook his hand, grabbed two fingers because his hand was so huge, and he stepped out in front of me. And I remember looking up and thinking he's he was about twelve feet tall, and he is. He's about twelve feet tall, oh, geez, and he yeah. was like a, I remember he had a really gentle look about his face, and just just a whole gentle vibe about him. And then right after that. I was contacted by a stranger out of the blue who said, Hey, you know, I have some property that, and I know some people that, you know, if you want to go pitch a tent, you can. And they had no idea where I was going. It ended up being five minutes as the crow flies from Dwayne's cottage. Oh. So that was mind blowing. Wow. And, um, I basically got my tent spot from, from that. You know, I did some homework to find, my own location where I can go anytime. So I've been, uh, so, you know, I go to Dwayne's cottage or I go to my tent spot, basically. Oh, that's amazing. Let me play one more sound. Yeah, that's one of my favorite short audio clips from uh, beginning of May. 2013 and that that's when they really started letting us hear their voice it was about eight months after uh, making visits basically every weekend and the vocals really picked up i heard vocals basically from the first night because I, I recorded every night from day one so i have every visit basically uh, 10 years of raw data files or audio from each night you know at this point i'm running multiple recorders I, i'll run a couple outside and i run one indoors because I, I capture vocals indoors too at this point do you listen to all those that seems like too much audio <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm forever listening to white noise you know when i'm doing my computer thing i got another one here playing audio files all the time Oh, wow. At some point, I'm going to have to start at the beginning again because I know that I missed a lot because I right. learned so much about their sounds, right? Yeah, and you got to go back and see what you missed before that was too subtle. Oh, or yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. There's there's going to be all kinds. Yeah. How long ago did the vocalization start inside? How long has that been going on? Um, uh, oh, first time, I think, was, I think it was around my birthday in August in um, 2013 and it was a young voice that said what the F was that because <laughs> that, that's Dwayne's reaction uh, to a lot of stuff you know and so they were basically saying the same thing and we were, I, I had an audio re recorder running it actually it was on my birthday because he gave me this recorder for my birthday and I and I turned it on as recording and 
and suddenly this voice comes out of thin air and, and says that. And it was a young voice too, right? So that would have been the first time way back then. Wow. At this point, though, there's uh, yeah. there's a, a lot of it's subtle and quick, and a lot of it gets missed, but I hear it after the fact. Or, oh, wow. or I'll be sitting there, and I'll catch it, and Dwayne won't hear it. You know, it's I, I've gotten pretty good at picking it out when it happens, because a lot of it's really subtle. I imagine, like, if there's a different dimensional aspect to it, they still have to figure out how to communicate in this dimension, in any other dimension. Like, they have to still translate it for us. They have to, like, dumb it down for us, is how I'm thinking, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> and it's all very know. simple for them. You know, it's simple. It's yeah. easy for them. Well, there was an incident where I um, it just this just popped my head, too. We'd look for marbles after the, the snow had been melted. And I remember one, one time I picked up this stone, you know, it was only about that size, and it had this red mark on it. I have it up on the shelf. It was in a divot in the road, and I picked it up. I looked at it, and I put it back in the divot, pushed in. Dwayne's up the road looking for marbles. And I went from there into the cottage, into my camera bag, and that exact rock was now sitting in my camera bag. And I just went from there to there. Oh, wow. Point. Oh, yes. Yeah. So my my <laughs> point being, so at this point, the young guy, I've learned, uh, likes magic mushrooms. So this, <laughs> oh, is, this is my, yeah, this is my gift now. Like I've gifted him, I don't know, six, eight times now. And last visit, he didn't even wait this time till I pulled it out because I gift, I put it on the counter now. I, I gift indoors, right? He didn't even wait this time. And I were outside doing stuff and I, when I go back in indoors, I went into my bag to pull that out to leave it on the counter for him. It's already gone. Already took <laughs> Not but, waiting for you. Yeah. Things to so, do. Oh wow. Yeah, I've been cut. I've become a, uh, a drug dealer. <laughs> squash. Hey, you know what? Big business cards. I think you got. Yeah, I think you got a t-shirt. I think you got a t-shirt idea out of that. Yeah. You guys, we got to start closing up. I think what I'd like to do is I'd like to hear a description of the last final video. We're going to say our goodbyes, and then I'll play the video at the end. Oh, okay. So why don't you tell us about that one first? Okay, so this would have been um, uh, March 20th, 2015. It was uh, the last visit before the plug got pulled for a while. The first Neff yells out, Ninadadwa, which which sounds very native. I didn't know what that meant for a long time. And then I finally got the answer written down for me and it said invader go, which was oh. referring to trespassing mm -hmm. going on, you know, which caused the disruption. Besides that, there's other things that uh, he mentions throughout this vocal piece. So I, I think he's talking about maybe about five different topics. It's not just one thing. You know, I've been able to at least decipher that, not what they mean. And at the very end, you know, they express how they feel about me, which is very heartwarming. It's very Aww. sweet. I listened. It's very nice. We're all can. Used to, used to put me in tears. Oh, oh sure. It might put us in tears this evening as we're listening to it. Mm -hmm. But where all can we find you? Can our listeners find you? Is there something that you would like to promote right now? Uh, well, I have my channel on on YouTube, Sasquatch Ontario. There's uh, you know, there's a ton of audio through all the videos. It's probably one of the best channels out there for real information for contact experience you know i don't embellish in the slightest if i'm speculating i will say it 
I've been given so much experience by this family. It's just absolutely incredible. So there's a lot of information there. Um, Sasquatch Ontario on YouTube. You know, I have a, a website that I, I don't update very often. Um, I haven't done it for quite some time, actually, but SasquatchOntario.com. And you know, there's a contact page. Anybody wants to reach me, they can go there. Or, or just uh, Sasquatch Ontario at yahoo.ca for Canada. Awesome. Amazing. Mike, thank you so much for joining thank us. Seriously. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Everyone else, rate, subscribe, all the things on all the places with IT Obscure Podcast. And we'll see you next week. Get a load of this <laughs> audio if I can find it. And I, I appreciate you uh, ladies having me on. Thank you very much. Oh, it's great. Love Thank your stories. You. Love talking to you. All right, everybody. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. You. You, my friend.